Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Throwing Jabs Podcast. I'm your host, Big Jace, joined as always by my man, Joe Aguirre and Jared Jones. And we got a jam-packed show. We're going to recap last week's fights, the big grandpa fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And then uh, we got some current events, even some breaking news, and uh, obviously who you got, and we're previewing this week's fights. But let's start off in the UFC at Anthony Smith scores a first-round submission victory of Devin Clark via triangle choke. There it is right there. Going to kick it to you, Jared. What do you think of the fight? And does this – from Anthony Smith's performance, can he get back to the top of the middleweight ladder or light heavyweight ladder, I mean? Uh, well, sure, I guess. I mean, he took John Jones a distance, beat Gustafson by submission. Uh, but I, I'd really say that to share a fight was the beginning of the end for this guy. And uh, a title shot's a really, really tough thing for me to envision him beating those guys in front of him and uh, getting there. I don't know. I don't know, Joe. I, I kind of doubt it. Look, it, it was a good win for him. I was a little concerned. Uh, with the matchup, he went out and took care of business really quick. But you're supposed to beat guys like this and and quick. Uh, they call Anthony Smith Lionheart, and there's a reason for that. Because he gets his brains beaten in by the best of the best. Uh, Glover Teixeira, John Jones, Thiago Santos. Uh, Glover literally knocked Anthony Smith's teeth out during the fight. If if you Google that, you'll die laughing at that. Oh, his, his, yeah, yeah. He literally said to the, his corner, uh, my teeth are falling out of my mouth during the fight. Um, and they were like, hey, listen, stop getting punched in the face. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story that I think sums up Anthony Smith and his prospects for this division. Last April, a 21-year-old man walked through his garage door and into his home, an intruder, uh, looking to take stuff. Smith grabbed the guy beat the crap out of him for five minutes. His wife called the cops. Cops showed up. Turns out this this intruder happened to be a former high school wrestler. Now, mind you, hadn't wrestled in a few years. He's out of high school, and he's a delinquent robber. Anyway, uh, Lionheart told the cops when they got there that he fought this dude for five minutes and gave him all he had. Knees, elbows, had the guy in the ground, and he couldn't take him out. A 21-year-old intruder in your home, you're an MMA fighter, and you didn't rip his throat? I, I mean, what? Everything that guy would have been, that guy been dead at my house. How are you beating Jan Blackowitz? How are you going to beat Dominic Reyes? How are you going to beat those guys? Dude, an intruder was coming into your house, and you were like, you held him off is all you could do? Well, and he's, he's a gatekeeper. not making great life choices if he's invading homes right. he's not tra- training he's not in tip-top shape like you said he's a couple years out of high school so his wrestling career is probably not- all you had yeah yeah he took I all I had to say that. i would struggle to say that you know i used to have trouble when i'd rap uh i'd, I'd battle people and they'd say this is this is my best verse 
this is, the, this is the illest thing I ever wrote because now I'm going to judge everything else based on that. I, I'm not sure I could say, man, I gave that guy all I had. You don't, you don't want to say that unless you're at the top of the game. 21-year-old intruder, three years out of high school wrestling is not the guy you want to say that about. Exactly. What the hell are you going to do with these guys at the top no. of the division if this guy is giving you run? Look, Anthony Smith can stay around this division for as long as he could beat guys like Devin Clark. And when guys like Devin Clark start beating him and they move up, then Anthony Smith drops out. And, you know, I think he's already got 16 losses in his career. I don't know how many more times he's going to lose to a big name um, or, 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 or in the case of John Jones, go the distance uh, with, with a great fighter. But winning great fights, it, it's just not in his it's just not in his wheelhouse, unfortunately. But it was a good fight. And I really I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So he, there's that. He, yeah, is, the he is now a gatekeeper. And at first I thought he would be a gatekeeper to the championship. Now he's just a gatekeeper to the upper echelon. He's a gatekeeper for that top five in that division. If you can beat him, then you can get another fight that might get you to a championship. But, uh, yeah, and if this is where he's happy being, sure, continue to fight. But if not, he's great on the mic. He does the pre, pre-fight pre show. He does the post-fight show. Oh, yeah. Go retire. Go get, get a paycheck from ESPN. You'll, you'll be all set. You're good at that stuff. So, I mean, I'm not saying he should retire. I'm sure he's got a lot left in the tank. But he's got other options rather than but just you see a time Well, time. I know a 21-year-old no. wrestler who would say he doesn't have a lot left in the tank. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, what was that, Jared? Well, do you think there's a path to the light heavyweight champ to a title shot? Uh, No. I think Joe Joe hit the nail on the head when he said he'll be able to hang out just as long as he can beat guys like Devin Clark. As long as he can win fights like that and be the gatekeeper like you said, Jace. Yeah, I think think we're all pretty much in the same boat here. And I think you're right too, Jace. I mean, I I think you beat Anthony Smith and then you have to beat Dominic Reyes to get to the top now. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely agree with you that. He's a he's not even the step to the top. He's the step to the step to get yeah. to the top. So tough spot to be in if you're him. Yep. And you want to know a real tough stop, spot to be in. In the middle of this, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. go the distance in their eight round exhibition bout that ended in a draw. And I, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I did not watch this fight live. I went back and watched it. Um, my friends were all like, what? How are you not going to watch this? You, this is the first time in your lifetime you're going to be able to see Mike Tyson fight live. And I, I said what I said at the start of the the show. This is a grandpa fight. If I want to see two grandpas fight, I'll, I'll go to the old folks home down the street. Uh, I, there's good college football on. I'm going to watch that. And for what it was, it was a good fight. But uh, what what'd you guys think of the fight, and who did you have winning the fight, Jared? I thought I thought uh, Tyson won the fight. Um, effective aggression. I thought Roy was going away. Uh, I thought Roy did a real good job of not getting knocked out. You know, um, landing a few punches, then hugging uh, a la Floyd toward the end of his career. 
um, touch and go and then hold and then hold. And it's so frustrating if you're Tyson. It's like watching a striker wrestle that it's just like, get up and fight the guy. You know, and that's not what was going to happen, which, okay, I'm okay with that. They're both in their 50s. But uh, I, I, I think at the end of fights, I always like to judge it by which guy I would have rather been. And there wasn't a time in that fight I would have rather been Roy than Mike. Yeah. I love Roy Jones Jr. I've spoken about him glowingly. Uh, and the Roy Jones Jr. I'm talking about, uh, generally speaking, is pre-2005. Um, when I talk about Roy Jones Jr. and his greatness, I never mean anything after 2005. Not just in his so. 50s. Not in his 50s. <laughs> um, okay. So look, right. if, if you're Roy Jones didn't win any rounds of that fight, that was 8-0. And uh, they were clearly pulling punches. This was an exhibition, and they treated it as much. Okay. Uh, so if you're saying who won the fight, well, Mike Tyson did, clearly. Uh, but who won the fight? Honestly, this generation of, of kids that are out there right now playing soccer. Uh, that, that we always um, make fun of because giving this or, or calling this fight a draw to me was the ultimate participation trophy event. Mm-hmm. Hey, Roy, thanks for coming out. You didn't lose. Mm-hmm. We're going to say this was a, a split and you both go home winners. Um, get out of here with that crap. I mean, we talk about the pussification of American kids. These are two big boys. These are two champions. If you told Roy, Roy, you scored zero points tonight. You really didn't do anything in this fight tonight. Uh, and congratulations on not getting killed like Nate Robinson did. Well, R.I.P. to Nate, by the way. That was a sad passing oh, over the weekend. Um, he's still knocked out, <laughs> uh, laying by the ring, from what I understand. It's shocking. Yeah, and, you know, here, let me tell you again. another thing. Let me tell you another thing and why I think this is horrible for boxing. <laughs> My daughter doesn't know who Roy Jones Jr. is. She knows Mike Tyson because he was in the Hangover movie. Um, she knows, she knows who the Paul brothers are and she knows Nate Robinson, not the, not the basketball player from the Knicks, but the fighter. And I think that's really sad that when I say boxer, my daughters are like, Oh, the YouTube guys, this isn't a place for, to. this isn't a spot though. It's because it's more entertaining. It's more entertaining. You tell me right now. Right now, today, John McEnroe is going to fight Jimmy Connors. And it will get more publicity and better ratings than any of their tennis matches ever in history. Give me give me Rod, uh, Roddick versus Nadal in a fist fight. We'll watch it. There's, there's, there's something here. We just have to do it right. I agree with all those other points, except that this is horrible for boxing. For all that participation BS, just don't declare a winner. A la Scrub Scraps. Just don't declare a winner. Just don't say who won at the end. And everybody will walk away going, yeah, Tyson, yeah, yeah, Roy did a good job surviving, but Tyson won the fight. And we'll all know that. And we don't have to go about calling it a draw because somebody who doesn't know how to judge a fight was judging the fight. Three people who've never judged a fight before in their life who probably have personal relationships with both of those guys. That's a, that's a horrible idea. So for all that, just don't judge it. No winner. Right. Well, right, look, they didn't even have real judges there. 
there weren't even real judges at this fight. I mean, again, this was a participation event. This was a look, and and I'll tell Shout you, out to my boy Chad Dawson who got it right. When the fight started, and I watched these guys come out, I, I I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. The fighting wasn't great. The fighting in in the fight wasn't great. And 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 I, the travesty to me, Jared, is that Bud Crawford is struggling to to make money and and to get his name out there. Meanwhile. Uh, you know, you got this uh, Jake Paul idiot out there. I mean, th that's where my problem is. And again, it's we we've talked about this, right? The idea anybody could do it, but then do it right. Can we force the money to the undercard? You correct. Do it right. Can we, I'm asking you, can we force the money to the under? Because that's what I you do. Whatever do. you want. If you're running the. Beginners. You're running it. I, I would have scrub scraps and kids who have no idea what they're doing except for their couple weeks of training. And then you move up to Nate Robinson types. And then you move up to Jake Paul types. And then you move up to Tyson and Roy types. And then you move up to Bud Crawford as the main event. And people know this is the guy that's fighting to be the greatest fighter in the world. This is the guy who would smash everybody on the undercard. They, and that's the only way they're going to know that. because and, and it means we have to move the money to the undercard. The people that are getting the better ratings are not going to be the main event. And I don't think that can happen. So we're either we're, we're going to ride with or without this wave. And right now, entertainment fighting is swallowing boxing. Yeah, and you're if right. We're gonna save our sport. This is the time to do it. We have to embrace the entertainment side. The fact that give me a sport, name me a sport, and name me two guys you don't want to see Dak Prescott heal up and have a fist fight with Daniel Jones. What do you want to see? Nine minute, three three minute rounds of Daniel Jones versus Dak Prescott. Three rounds or three hours of Cowboys versus Giants. You just clicked on it. You picked up your phone. You clicked on a video. You tapped it that second time like we all do to figure out how long the video is. You found out one of them lasted six and a half minutes. Ooh, that means Dak Prescott knocked him out. And the other one is three hours when you do that little second tap. What are you going to sit there and watch? We're lying to ourselves if we say this isn't the most entertaining form of. So why is it not bigger than NFL? Because we didn't embrace this before. Let's embrace this and put the main event where it's supposed to go and put the money behind the behind the sport. Jared, I, I disagree with you. This is not what's best for boxing. This The sport of boxing, not at all. The business of boxing, yes, maybe. The fact that we had I, – I, 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 I joked that they were grandpas, but two of the best fighters of the past 20 years, 30 years – 40 almost 40. They damn. broke pay-per-view numbers. We can't we can't ignore the No, numbers. no, but the fact that they fought even though they're grandpas and the big story coming out of it was a YouTuber knocking out a former NBA player, a player playing for Ice Cube's 3 on 3 league. That's ridiculous. Look and at the then numbers. That stuff we, yes, the number. If we ignore okay. this, it will but, but when us. is it boxing and when is it WWE, Jared? Separate it. So separate those things. There are levels to this. Show people the levels. This is okay. beginner. All this right. is amateur. This is professional. This is Legends League. 
and All put right. them in the order on the card so that they fit that beginner amateur professional legends depending on who the draw is Listen. but we're gonna have to put the money on the undercard when we start doing that jake paul is gonna have to fight under those pro fighters before badu jack I don't know. I saw celebrities fighting before in celebrity deathmatch, and I thought it was much better done in claymation. If I'm being honest, <laughs> if, I, if there would have been claymation Tyson versus versus claymation Roy Jones, that would have been a really good fight. You could have had Mike talking for both of them for the for the narration part. It would have been. It would have been awesome. <laughs> That's great. I, I look. I, I I only don't like this. Like I and I and I think. Um, I think what Jay said is is right. I mean, Jared, you're right. I mean, you, you can't ignore that. That's what the people want. If the people want it, you got to give it to them. It's good for the business of boxing. But when the heavy, uh, when when the 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 um, welterweight champion uh, is struggling to get, uh, uh, you know, or, or it's fighting for free on ESPN while we're giving hundreds of millions of dollars away to to not real boxers. It's not good for the sport of boxing. If it gets more people into boxing, that's a benefit, most so certainly. That's it. So make it available, make it as safe as you can, and make it for absolutely everybody. We've got to embrace the entertainment side of this. The fact that our highest, if, if two of us fought, any two, that's our highest rated show. I got a buddy named Ken, Cla Ken Kaplan. He's uh he's he's ended up doing a he's been very supportive of Scrub Scraps. He runs the uh, New England Motorcycle Museum. Really nice spot up in Rockville. Hundreds and hundreds of old motors, motorcycles. It's a beautiful place. Uh, Ken Kaplan is the guy's name. He's got his own show on the Discovery Channel. Um, where he he like fixes bikes and it's all about is the the motorcycle museum, right? And I was thinking about it the other day because he fully supports Scrub Scraps. The, the episode where he fought someone, reformed bike thief, turned beginner's boxer, fights Kaplan America, episode 12. Are you His highest rated show, anybody's highest rated show, Rosie O'Donnell versus Roseanne Barr. It'll break the records over their shows. People will watch it. We watch fights. So make a spot for it that it's safe. Get the people uh, uh, helmets, gloves. Don't declare a winner. Let them scrap. It's for everybody. And then, and the biggest benefit of this. Now, this is what we haven't talked touched on yet is the psychology. When I say at scrub scraps, we get the school shooters. Okay, we get the kids who don't have another outlet. When we open this up and make it for everyone, we're not just embracing the numbers and the entertainment value. We're embracing depressed, autistic, people with nowhere else to go. That kid that doesn't quite fit in on the football team could fight that other kid that doesn't quite fit in on the football team and all of a sudden, they both have somewhere to go and somewhere to belong. We need to embrace the entertainment side of this for everyone and give that animalistic, savage outlet to the people who need it the most. It's not Jake Paul and Nate Robinson, and that is tragic. I agree that's tragic. But let's embrace the entertainment side so that we can open this up to the people that need it the most. Well, now Jake Paul is talking about fighting 
Canelo Alvarez. There's levels to this. Oh, and drunk. let's be drunk. honest. I mean, <laughs> Alvarez might take the fight. He he won't give <laughs> Triple G a third fight, but he's like, hmm, Jake Paul. All right. Interesting. Why not? Um, he's not ignoring the numbers. Uh, well, sure. But again, to me, that's that's why we have to, if you're going to do this, it's got to get done right. Because I think all, all respect to actual boxer and boxing needs to be shown here. You know, I'm a really good wiffle ball player. That doesn't mean I should be facing a Roldis Chapman in the bottom of the ninth inning. I mean, I don't belong there. And for some people, for some reason, people understand that when it comes to back. Nobody was watching Michael Jordan play and going, you know, if I got a one-on-one to three, maybe I hit a few shots, you know, but would you go <laughs> around with Mike Tyson is something everybody talked about. And the tough guy at the party was like three minutes, man. I just run from him, pump a few jabs out there. You know, for some reason, we can't say that we would lose a fight. People don't like to say that the same way they're like, I'd lose a tennis match to Andy Roddick, because I would. And you'd lose those fights, too. And if we open it up to everybody, they start to recognize that and respect the Canelo Alvarez's because they've got the opportunity to do it themselves. It's That's not true, to- though, Jared. Like, there's enter- like the line between entertainment and the actual sport is blurred. Look at this. Jake Paul wants to fight MMA fighters and he's saying he's going to embarrass them. Once you get those two wins, once you start feeling good about yourself, you think you can take on everyone, but it's not. Like, I've got friends that think that they're like 5'9", 160, and think they can tackle Gronk. That, that's just not true. Once you I would just go low, uh, Jace. I'd go just low go and I'd low. get him by his yeah, legs. His ankles, his ankles. Oh, not oh, like man, he's going to drive his knee into your face, yeah. <laughs> out of your mouth. No, Coming at me with 4'5 speed, and I'm just going to lower my head. I'm going to take him right down. There is entertainment. There is the actual sport. But once you start mixing this stuff together, the lines get blurred, and you get these delusions where this dumbass who's a YouTuber thinks he can fight Conor McGregor in a boxing match, thinks he can fight his brother, thinks he can fight Floyd and win. So I know Floyd wants that fight for sure. Floyd is definitely down for that fight. Hey, besides no winner, here's another scrub scrap rule. And whoever's making all these decisions, we should have a commission that's actually making all these decisions for the sport at large, and I should be on it. Here's another rule for scrub scraps, intramural matches only. So you get somebody boxing both guys, and the next time Jake Paul gets in the ring, it's somebody on his level. It's somebody with the same trainer, and the trainer knows both guys and is saying, I think this is safe. And same for Nate Robinson, and same for more Roy and Mike. And you don't get people killed out there. One of them thinking one thing and one of them thinking another. And they're on two completely different levels. Nate Robinson's a beginner. Jake Paul should be an amateur. He was better. That was a better and more skilled guy going up against somebody who was a basketball player. He was athletic and needed to fight another basketball player. You're right. But, like... He beats What's a YouTuber's little brother and then a basketball player and thinks, hey, I can take on Conor McGregor. Hey, I can take on. you want him to on- think that as a fighter? You don't want him to think that. You're no, I want him to have respect for the sport. I want him to have respect for the sport and realize, hey, I, I can do some great stuff with kidding. people on my level. <laughs> but once it comes to the actual greats, no, I can't do that. 
<laughs> like I was a great defensive tackle when I played high school football. Jared, Do I think I again. can go against Jeff Saturday? Do I think I can go get a sack on Peyton Manning if Jeff Saturday's there at center? <laughs> no, I don't because I'm realistic and I understand it. Look, the idea that Bud and Katie Taylor don't have an audience, the fact that Valentina Shevchenko isn't the richest person in sports, uh, in, in combat sports, is ridiculous. You know, here's the thing, too. How do we too. get them there? How do we get I don't know there? yet. I don't know yet. But, you this know, my answer. other issue is, look, I, I, I haven't heard anybody say they wanted. People haven't been clamoring for years to see what would happen if Conor McGregor fought Manny Pacquiao. It's that thoughts never occurred to me. It's never crossed my mind. I haven't heard the fans be like, you know what we should do? Take Manny Pacquiao and put him in a ring with Conor McGregor. This will be awesome. It's the curiosity is what's attracting people. And I, 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 you know, who, who wants to fight not hoping to God, Nate Robinson would knock him out. Who, who wants that fight? Not hoping for the opposite thing to happen. I haven't watched a Mayweather fight. Um, where I wasn't praying to God that he lost. I, I, I'm not interested in it because it, of the whole spectacle of it. Honestly, I watched to see if Roy Jones Jr. still had it, and he doesn't, even close. Not even close. And it and it's, it, you don't want to water down the product. And again, to have idiots like Jake Paul running around talking about like they could beat the top guys is stupid. Stay in your lane because, look, any idiot can do this. I trained in, I did some MMA training. I told you this uh, on the phone the other day, Jared. Spent spent weeks in the ring, um, uh, in the gym, working in training. Um, mostly just hitting bags and, and other pieces of equipment that this dude was holding. Um, he wasn't just like, hey, why don't we just go spar on the mat? You've been here two days. I mean, come on. You got to train. You got to know so what you're doing. how long were you there? How long were you there? We, I was there for eight weeks I trained. And by the okay. end of the eight weeks, just before the gym closed, unfortunately, um, I finally got my I finally got my sparring. And uh, it was it was good. It was really good stuff. And I enjoyed it. And it was worth it because all I wanted to do for eight weeks when he told me he he would spar me at the end was I just wanted to spar. Him. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah, but but, but I had so to put the work he... in first. So what if he were training 30, 40 people and 10 to 12 of them were in your weight class? And at the end of the eight weeks, you were like, okay, I'm ready. Do you think I'm ready? He was like, yeah, I think you're ready. And what do you think? And he was like, uh, Tim. And you actually sparked, you know, had an event where your family showed up and you sparred somebody who was kind of on the same level you were. You would have done that and people would have watched. And Will Brand would fight Jake Paul. He is not lying i promise you <laughs> no seriously then 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 put jake paul in a ring with canelo alvarez and if he survives two rounds then he can fight on he can fight every weekend on pay-per-view headliner against anybody and i promise i'll buy every single one of those fights the the, the I, I i still feel like the answers in the question any idiot can do this isn't a complaint it's a business model Oh, I love it, and I agree with you. But on national television, when you have, I mean, 
do it again. I mean, but how do we fix it? Is the answer? How do we put the money into the right hands? We can't if they're not entertaining. We promote the right fights. We promote the right fights with the idea that there's alter. Hey, if you want to try this, there's places you can go to do it. Yes, there's scrub scraps. There, yeah. there isn't pay per view with two all time greats in the world but of boxing. The more people want to see two people fight. The better ratings it's going to get, the more money it's going to make. Hey, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Remember the triangle we dealt with for Cuddle the Bear? Okay, how do we make it rewarding for the fighters? They want to make money. But where do bum fights fall on this list? Because I've seen that on the internet, and I'll be honest, I've watched it. It's wrong. Dirty. But you watched it. But I watched it, and I'll be honest, (laughs) I'll be honest, as soon as the fight started... I picked my bum. I I picked him, and I was like, I hope this bum wins. Can I be perfectly honest with you? For the first year and a half, for the first eight events, Scrub Scraps was called bum fights. We were. It was. We thought it was Love funny. It. Let's just call it bum fights. I think and that's then as great. As it started yeah. to take off, it was like, hey, we're gonna need our own name. We should go Scrub Scraps. Yes. Yes, yes. More you people to the, the sport. That, that was perfect. Yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. Perfect but, yes. But, but, but boxing promoters still need to promote real boxers. Yes. Bob Aram's complaining about, about having to promote the greatest fighter of this generation and Bud Crawford. The, and we, instead, we want to give money to, to Jake Logan know? Paul or whatever the hell his name is. Why? So you guys understand because because Jace went as far as he did as a defensive tackle in high school because you did those eight weeks of combat training. I had a few street fights, 13, 14 years old, and I knew that it was my destiny to beat every world champion that ever existed. I sparred with Jared last summer. I wasn't until I experienced it that I believed that there were those levels existed. Has Jake Paul experienced that in the gym? Has he sparred with a Canelo type yet? No. And I want him to believe that. BS he's spewing right up until he does. And then he'll get humble like we all do at the gym. And don't turn into the things that we might if we weren't, if we had to be humbled somewhere else. Because that's where it happened. For me, it was parent, other parent, uh, teacher, Detention center, CO, cop, warden. I went right up the list, and nobody could nobody could give me that thing. And then John Scully did it without throwing any punches. I went in for five rounds. I let the fury of a of an 18, 19 year old with doing everything wrong and moving totally in the wrong direction out on him. And I I, I he probably landed more punches than I did and swung twice around. But it was exactly what I needed to believe, okay, there's levels to this. If this retired boxer, um, um, world champion level, elite fighter, but, you know, retired boxer who's now a trainer, I can't get any ends with. I didn't know that. I thought if I let that fury out on anybody, they were going to fall over. 20 minutes later, he's like, hey, you want to roll out of the ring and breathe hard somewhere else? Because we got more training to do, me and the rest of the real fighters, you know. <laughs> Jared and I, Jared and I sparred last summer. He taught me some stuff, uh, put the gear on me, 
and uh, and we went at it, and we didn't we didn't go hard. I had the time of my life. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I remember telling Jared the first time Jared hit me pretty good. I I remember everything slowed down, and I thought I'm either going to start throwing wild haymakers, or I'm going to have to calm down and start like watching his hands and anticipate when he's going to put one in my face. And everything slowed down. And other than when you hit me in the rib and it hurt for like six weeks afterwards, Jared, um, <laughs> I, I walked away thinking like, man, this is great. But have you noticed I haven't asked you for a rematch yet? And have you noticed <laughs> I haven't suggested I can now duke it out with Conor McGregor well, or an actual boxer? Well, that I'm Conor McGregor's not even one of those either. Two, two things. One, that's that's you have a very unique story when it comes to scrub scraps. That body shot is very, very unique. Normally, people walk away without that punch having been landed, especially for me. Um, and two, you're talking about that choice point. I always like. I'm very bony. You can't tell from the from how I oh, look. I didn't know. I'm very I didn't know. bony in the you rib carry, area. Very, very bony. So, well. so you're talking about that choice point, though, where you're like, I'm going to rely on my instincts and fire off on this guy. Or I'm going to have more calculated responses that have more positive effects, right? And isn't that what we need in life? Oh, this thing happened to me. I'm just going to react to it, or I'm going. <laughs> that should say fought. That's my man. That's my man. William, did he get you in that rib, man? That rib shot. I'm telling you, this that kid. I'll tell you what. That was um. That was a Rocky one type of fight. My first fight with Will Brand. We went eight three minute rounds. And he told me before the fight, it was Scrub Scraps two or three, maybe. So it was like real early. We didn't tape it. But I remember, you know, attention levels were really high that day. And I remember he walked over to me and was like, hey, Jared, uh, I want to see what you have. <laughs> like, uh, like, really show me how good you are. Like, I want, don't hold back. I don't maybe want flurries. Like, don't land two, three, four of those big shots if you rock me. But if you can pop, pop and land your best shot, I want to know what your best shots feel like. And, man, that kid took as many of my best shots as, as anybody else. His chin is as serious as we've had in Scrub Scraps. And he turned into kind of a gatekeeper. But I'll tell you what, I won... I, and I got to talk. I got to call Dizzle out. Dizzle is the greatest ref we've had and one of the better trainers, man. And he's in my corner for this fight. And he comes over he's with the rag, with the water and stuff. And he's like, Jay, man, you won every round, all seven rounds. You run this going away. Good jab. You hit him with bed shots. You're rocking him every round, man. So just, just keep doing what you're doing. And I walked out there like, Psh, I got this. Will tagged me in the last round. It was like the first 30 to 45 seconds of the eighth round is the only part he really got ends on me since the first round um, when we were feeling each other. And he pegged me like I had to figure out I was still in a fight. But uh, at the end of the fight, I say it was Rocky-esque because nobody was there with the winner. Everybody at the end was like, oh, my God, Will, your chin, your toughness. Like, even me, I was in awe that it went to decision with some of the shots I hit this kid with. Yeah, and he was, he. everybody was talking about Will at the end of the fight, being, uh, walking through it, you know, weathering the storm. That's awesome. Uh, Jake Paul spars with Ryan Garcia. 
the 135-pound so lightweight. And Jake so Paul is knows. 190 pounds. He, Of course he knows. It, look, he's a YouTuber, and it's a game. This is a big game for him. And, and that's funny. my other issue with this. And I, I, I honestly, Jared, I'd almost be a little concerned about his safety. Because I think when you're completely disillusioned, like Deontay Wilder thinking he could beat Fury in this lifetime, I, I, you're setting yourself up for, I don't think, just massive disappointment, but you could really put yourself in jeopardy there. I think Wait, he needs to really get in the, get into a ring with another guy who weighs 190 pounds who's boxed before. And Take if you still feel, if you still feel like this is for you, Jake, then go for it. But do yourself a favor first. Get hit by what you would get hit with in a real fight, and then and then tell us how great you are. Maybe he is. Maybe we just don't know. Jake Paul's the next great fighter of all time. It's a, the sad thing. Um, I don't think we even need to talk about that Nate Robinson fight, but it, it, my kids and their friends now think that the greatest knockout artist of this generation is Jake Paul. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, well, you take... take Spar Usyk, the... and then let's talk. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And then tell me that you can fight with the big boys. Yeah, fight Come Arthur Peterbiev. Fight Peterbiev. Spar a couple rounds with Arthur and see what happens. Listen. Yeah, but hey, on. if you have scrub scraps, USA boxing, professional, right? It takes some of that away. And then beginners are intramural matches only. They have to have the same trainer. And you and you have somebody telling Jake Paul, okay, well, I have these guys that you're not ready for, these guys you're not ready for, and this guy over here is who you should fight next. That's a good matchup for you. You might win, you might lose. It's a good matchup. And it's and for the trainer, let me tell you, it happens really fast that you develop a personal relationship with the person you're training. It's one of the things I love. You don't have to say any words. You wrap their wrists up, you put gloves on them, you make them feel powerful, and then you send them off to war. You know, and you're you're their person that's telling that's handing them their ammunition and their and their knowledge on how they're going to survive it, and you just become a, a beacon for them. You know, so um, that's the, that's one of the things I love the most about uh about the uh the the whole event. All right. Well, I, I think we've talked way too much about Jake Paul, and I don't like it. So let's move on. Well, I'm not talking about Jake Paul. Okay. I hate him. I'm talking. I'm the anti Jake Paul. So let's just we be have clear to on that. The numbers. All right. Okay. We have to embrace the numbers if we're going to save this thing. All right. But let's move on to current events. After the success of last week's fight, Vander Holyfield calls out Mike Tyson in a press release. And wants an exhibition bout with him, Jared. What do you think of this? Um, I. It's just you've got you've got and here here we it's the same thing. You've got to call it something different. You can't just call this boxing and believe that Tyson's ready for for the heavyweight champion. You can't. You know, like oh, man, Anthony Joshua. You know what he would do to those two guys we saw in the ring. Like we do, but the general public doesn't. And you see it after every fight. People talking these crazy, wild things that come out that it's, it makes it so obvious that the general public, ta, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. So, um, I, I guess he's still got one out of two of his ears and he figures he can go one more. But uh, once you run out of ears, 
it gets corny. I don't know if success is the word I would use to describe this endeavor um, because it, it, then you have to really ask yourself what success means. Um, Buster, Douglas, Buster Douglas also, by the way, um, has called out Mike Tyson and wants in on that. I'll tell you what, how about if Jake Paul, Jose Rivera, if Jake Paul talking about it all the time, if Jake Paul can beat a 60 year old Buster Douglas, then let's talk. Jake Paul, give Buster Douglas a fight. Can Mike make 190? <laughs> Hold on. The winner, the winner gets the winner of Tyson Holyfield, and then we decide who the greatest boxer of all time is. Four-man it's tournament. Just, it's been decided. You've just got to be decisive about the levels of the sport. There's levels here, and we've got to we've got to identify them because this is going to get mixed up and people are going to get hurt. It's dangerous because for that af- average fan. Uh, the Nate Robinson, you shared a few memes, you slid a few jokes, you mentioned it at a party. Ha, 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 ha. For fighters, you're watching somebody who'd been knocked out twice, may have lost consciousness or had concussions or slight concussions twice already at hit the canvas. Didn't want to be there. We all knew he didn't want to be there. He was outclassed. The guy's skill level was better than him. It was sad. We wanted the fight to get stopped because we know what it takes to get to the level he was on and what happens when you're in there with somebody who's on a different level than you. And once you understand that, it makes it different for you. So we're watching it different. And the only way to get more people to understand that is to get more people involved. All right. Uh, and this is how we're going to do it. This is how we yeah. save the sport. Uh, I, I just don't want to see any more grandpa fights. I, I just don't. Yeah, I'm not terribly. No. But uh, all right, Let, let's move on to some MMA. Breaking news as of yesterday, UFC and Yoel Romero have decided to part ways. Um, Yoel still had three fights left on his contract, but uh, his manager was able to get him out of his contract, and he still plans on fighting. Big loss for the UFC. But the biggest bit of MMA news, women's WBA, WBC, and IBF middleweight champion Clarissa Shields signs a multi-year deal with PFL Pro Fight League. Uh, That's an MMA organization. I think they go on ESPN2. They, They run a full season and playoff format. What do you think of this, Jared? What do you think it's of Chris Shields coming to MMA? It's proof of what I'm saying. It had you have to make it rewarding. We are animals. We're animals, and if it's not rewarding, we're not going to do it. Who do you want her to fight at 160? Give me a boxer 160. Who's she fighting? Go, you guys. Give me the list. You're right. Don't look You're it right. up. Give me the list. Yeah, me neither. So what's there for her? If I'm her. I want the entertainment. I want the money. I want the fans. I want to do it while I'm young. Let's get it in. And this is the way to do it. Fight the people with the bigger names. Unless she wants to fight celebrities, this is the way to do it. That might be more fun. You want to get beat up by a professional? Like some kind of sadomasochistic boxing? That might be fun. (laughs) Clarissa's shields will beat the living daylights out of you while here uh i mean come on uh, this this is sad 
Uh, this is a money, 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 money move right here, and I don't blame her. I mean, these again, you've got people who are risking their lives and their livelihoods every you know a, a couple times a year for eight thousand bucks. And we want them to do it just to say they're the best. That's what right. we want the ultimate reward to be is, well, I'm the best fighter. Well, fine. She's got that. Hey, who's the best female fighter at 160? Five, I mean, can you name five? It's crazy, dude. That's, there's nothing out there for her. So it's going to – I expect people to do what's rewarding for them. I don't villainize the media. I don't villainize politicians. I try not to anyways. But I expect people to do what's rewarding for them and what's in their best interest. So this, as a boxing guy, yeah, it's sad. But at the same time, what else is there for? This is what she has to do if she wants to get paid. I don't, I don't like it at all. I wish there were there are a hundred other things I would rather see happen here than this. But hey, she her, should fight Jake Paul. That she'd knock his ass out. I, yeah, I, I honest right. to God, I would be cool with that. Hey, did he you wants see to the fight Katie Taylor? I'd even let I'd even go for that. There was a sumo wrestler just fought a female. Yes, I saw that. Yes, see that? Yes, yeah. Yes. So how far off are we from if it's entertainment? I'll watch it. We're headed back to three guys versus a lion. It's been a long time, but it seems like we're headed back there. If it's the entertainment values there, we'll find a way to get it in. We'll work it out. And that's it. And that's why you, you institute, institute a beginner's tier with very specific rules and open it up to everybody and say, yeah, it's dangerous, but there's levels to it. And we have very defined levels in the sport. And this is the way to save it. Yes, it's a problem. And it will swallow our sport if we don't embrace it. This thing will, t you guys will be more and more and more frustrated about this as weeks go on, I promise you, because this thing is going to take over if it doesn't, if it isn't embraced as part of boxing, it will take over boxing. You said you've seen celebrity boxing. What year were you watching it? And what year was it from? And why are people still infatuated with Screech beating up Horshack? Riddle me that. I want to watch one of them it. get knocked out. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. it. That's my crashes. reason. That's where we are, man. I always wanted um, Zach Morris to punch Screech in the face, and since I can't get that, I guess I'll have to have Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotta. <laughs> I'm not hey, Kelly, Lisa, Jesse Spano, if you guys want to train for a couple weeks, and then I'll match you guys up. I'll figure out what the best matchup is. I don't know if you guys are still in the weight, same weight classes, whatever, but just let you know I'm available. Scrub scrap. <laughs> Mario Lopez is actually a decent boxer. He trains. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but with, with this uh announcement of course uh, real quick time out I, I i met a plumber last year <laughs> i owned his own plumbing business he's been in the plumbing business for 30 years good friend of mine one of the top home inspectors in connecticut was looking at some of this guy's work and he he pointed out a lot of problems and i said this guy's been a plumber for 30 years and the guy looked at me and he said not a very good one doing something for a long time doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you're good at it. It means you got dedication like nobody's business. That does not, it's not reflective of your skill set. It just isn't. This sport, I love these sports. These sports got to figure this thing out. They yeah, got to figure this out. You've been picking NFL winners and fantasy football teams for a long time, Joe. 
Alright, alright. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) With this announcement of Carissa Shields switching lanes to MMA, that brings up the who you got. And Amanda Nunes has been the dominant force in female mixed martial arts. But who inside or outside of the UFC has the best chance of dethroning her, Jared? Um... I'm going to I'm going to momentarily pass off to Joe because I passed to you two because I believe there is a right answer. I believe okay. there's a correct answer and a runner up and I want to see if I hear. So go ahead, Joe. Well, Sarah Connor uh from the Terminator movies should be <laughs> revived and put in the ring with Amanda. No, all, all jokes aside, look, Valentina Shevchenko is the only person Amanda Nunes is trying to avoid two close fights. I, I would say most definitely uh, Shevchenko won the second one. Um, and that's not to say if they fought a third time that Nunez couldn't escape again by the skin of her teeth. I would think third time's the charm. But Nunez is never going to give her that fight. Why would you? There's nothing in it for you at all there. So, you know, it, can Clarissa Shields, you know, get some, get some. My only concern is by the time I think Shields gets around to becoming somebody who could be no a legit way. threat, I think Nunez has probably moved on from the sport. Yeah. So currently in in in, in or around I don't Heather Hardy beat everybody in a weight class in boxing. The last one was Shelly Vincent. Great fight. Um and tried to cross over to MMA and I mean she got she got beat up. Heather Hardy, yeah, great boxer was at the And you're right, man. It takes a long time to learn this stuff and Shields is going to take her forever. It's not she's not going to be competitive with the best in the game. She would lose that fight by a lot. There are levels to this too. All and right. I think, look, especially in the women's game, if, if you don't have a ground game, if you're not an all-around fighter in women's MMA, I mean, you're you're just not going to be able to sustain enough of – you just won't win enough. It, it, it just won't happen. You'll find yourself constantly in matchup problems. So when you're a woman in MMA, I mean, you've got, you've got to be – you've got to be super well-rounded. And for somebody to come in from boxing who, who – and we know how good Holly Holmes is, but – James Tony, that's what you're gonna get here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, see, so yeah, I, I don't. So, okay, Circle gets a square with Shevchenko. Do you want to give me one more name at the only other answer I was gonna accept? I I, I got you. Hold on, let me give my answer. Oh, now I, I do. I, I I don't think Carissa Shields is that far off. But that's not my that's not my answer. Thank but you. she's been training with Chris Cyborg for a while now. So I, I expect her to learn some t- tips and tricks from that. But my answer is also in PFL. And since they aren't having a season, she went and fought an Invicta. And that is Kayla Harris, the Olympian Judokai, Judoka, Judoka from New Jersey. Kayla Harris, she's a beast. She... She started off at 155 and then realized, hey, if I want to go somewhere in MMA, I have to get down to 145. She did that in her last fight. She smashes people. And uh, I think she is the best bet for Amanda Nunes. I think her, I I know Amanda Nunes has a black belt in jujitsu, but we haven't really seen Amanda Nunes go to the ground. I think Kayla Harrison. Can get her to the ground, beat the crap out of her, 
And I, I think Kayla Harrison's the best chance. She did an Impractical Jokers episode, too. She did. She did. Yeah, she I did. like her. I, yes, you know what? And I didn't think I was gonna get another acceptable answer, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take both of those. I'm I, I'm I'm okay with both of those. Um, the biggest problem I have with this question is the is the uh, is all of the people I can find that I actually believe that about are on her hit list: Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, Holm, Cyborg, Shevchenko. She beat all five. So Shevchenko obviously gave her the biggest fight. Easy to say that might be the the best um best matchup for but i went back for through her four losses uh thinking styles make fights maybe you find somebody there that's a good matchup for alexis davis is still on the ufc roster she lost three straight and five of her last eight i think that was a fluke sarah dialio this was uh one of uh her first fights nunez um she won four of her last five and her last Fight was a loss to Roxanne Montefiore in May of 2017. Anna Marie India, five and five. Her last fight was 2014. Um, both Sarah and Anna, oddly enough, lost a fight, then beat Nunez, then lost three straight. That's two of her losses. The last loss uh, just came back after almost two-year layoff to win in September at Bellator 245, Pat Zangano. And that's my pick. That's the last person, the last still relevant person that beat Nunez. Styles make fights, maybe. I don't like any of the people on any of these lists. I don't think Harrison's Rennie. Um, I don't think, I think Shevchenko is naturally just a few pounds smaller. And I think Zingano gets beat. So I don't like any of the three. I'll take Shevchenko if I have to pick one. And those are probably the only three I like. But yeah, most of them. They're already there. Rousey Tate, home, Cyborg, Shevchenko. She already beat him. Yeah, I mean, I've joked on this show, like, Amanda Nunes needs to fight, like, TJ Dillashaw before she actually gets a real uh test. Would she win a boxing match with Jake Paul? <laughs> yes. I would pay I would pay top dollar to watch Amanda Nunes and Jake Paul fight. Yeah. Jake Paul's also talked about MMA before because he wrestled in high school. Well, did you notice, too, he said in his comment you posted punk. earlier, in your comment he posted earlier, just so everyone's clear, he said, we're, his team, is calling Dana White. It didn't say Dana's been calling me. It don't say Dana's been calling me, asking me if I'm around. So I think people that really know this sport aren't, aren't taking this clown too seriously. Um, you gotta you gotta earn your way in this sport. This, this is, is an earn your way sport. This is pick a, a good, good fight, round. pick a good fight, pick a real opponent, beat him, and let's talk. But the people that don't know, the people that still think Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather was a great fight, will buy this. And so Jake Paul's taking this as a winnable strategy. Again, he's doing something rewarding for him. I could box some MMA guys and, and, and get rounds in. Yeah, but listen, here's some how MMA promoting works. Really bad here's how promoting works. I, I I mean, I spent 20 years in the radio business. You don't pick the music we play. We tell you what you like, and you acquiesce. Mm. That's why top 40 stations, when they play the same song every hour on the hour, they're just beating that into your head. You're like, God, I hate this song. But then you're at, sitting at your desk later at work, and you're like, this is crazy. But you're talking about Call the artists. Me, I mean, that's what happens. Not the listeners. 
You're we, not comparing we, artists to listeners. You, you, Go back to the boxer you, as the artist now. And you serve up the music. You serve up your stuff to the people, and you see what they like, and you give them what you think they like. And they like Jake Paul. But, but boxing. I'm telling you, if you package things up better, and you were promoting the actual fighters, if. Uh, Let's say Errol Spence was fighting Bud Crawford. Let's say that you got the fights that people really want to see. Maybe maybe Canelo's like, you know what? I will fight Triple G again. Fights that we want. There's fights that we've been asking for for years from a lot of these people. I, I Again, the idea of whether Manny Pacquiao can fight Conor McGregor. I, I love Manny Pacquiao, and I like Conor. To and watch them you, fight, does that does nothing for me. It, it, no. I don't even know what exactly that. Are they going to box? That's stupid too, Connor. You're not a boxer. We already saw that. But you want to try? We're going to keep trying to find older and older boxers until Connor can can beat one. Is Muhammad Ali still alive? Maybe he can go. He can go. I mean, give me a break with this crap. There, there there's got to be an end to it, Jared. I love what you do, and I like what you're doing. This nonsense, though, where we're again, dude. Can you imagine if at the home run derby in Major League Baseball this year, they're like, listen, the main competition tonight was Mike Trout and Aaron Judge and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, just some just some rando TikTok kid. It couldn't be. You know what? And they're like, listen, listen, this kid was in. He played high school baseball. He's pretty good. Get the I, I'm sorry. Joe, I, I, I love and, and respect these sports the too much. There's angels in the outfield. I know, I know my place. That could be rookie of the year. I know my place, and I want everyone to know else to know theirs. You don't belong in the profession. You don't belong fighting professionals. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. If Go you're a stupid person, if you're a stupid person and you come on my on my politics show and you're not armed with facts, I can promise you I'll dismantle and humiliate you and your family. Joe, so that will happen Joe. because that's my wheelhouse. If so you, you come and you come to my I will I will destroy you. But I don't go I'm not going to go into your gym and be like, "Jared, you and me, let's go." Cuz I know that's your domain. So on the radio. But respect it. So on the radio. I I fully respect what you do but on the radio if you play music less people want to hear less people will listen your ratings will be lower right you've got to play the music the people want to hear that are but that you are also have to tell them you also have to direct them towards the music you want them to hear you can't let them be you can't let them lead Right. I talk about yes. American Idol all the time. Does anybody think that you picked the American Idol? You really think you're there were there was about 20 people investing millions of dollars in that show. You think your vote you should, ah, <laughs> come on. You think your vote really had anything to do with who they were pushing and promoting on that? If you think that, you're all fooling yourself. The mm-hmm. entertainment business brings in billions and billions of dollars. They're very careful in who they select and what they do. Good for Jake Paul. And they're dude. taking Make over boxing. Jake Paul, but don't don't just don't don't tell me you're a good boxer because you're not. Don't tell me you belong in a ring with professionals because you don't. No. Yeah. Vince uh, McMahon, when asked about get, uh, helping start up the UFC, helping to uh, 
what I'm looking for. Uh, give money to help start up the UFC. Sponsor. Uh, sponsor the UFC. Yes, yes, yes. He said, no, because you can't control the storyline if you can't control the champions. There is – that's entertainment. When it's actual fighting between a champion for a belt and you actually have to go through and fight and get ready and go through the whole process, that's a sport. And what Jake Paul's trying to do, that's entertainment. Go to WWE. I, I like WWE. I like UFC. I like boxing. But, not, but I respect this the guy other up sides. That's 27 and 0. And we bring him up and he's getting his title fight. Against another guy that's 22 and 0. And we think 27 and 0 means 27 and 0. The fight, the fight is tonight. I wish I could remember the two guys in the fight. But 27 and 0, we look at it, we think the guy can fight, and he can't. We're not controlling the narrative. Katie Taylor, her last fight, we're not controlling the narrative by throwing a belt on the other girl's shoulder. Yeah, I then, then Jake Paul Listen, needs to put in the work and get the trying, trying to beef your sport up. Is is a good thing, trying to trying to get those uh, again. Look, if WWE had been real, MMA wouldn't exist because there wouldn't have been a need for it. If wrestling had been a real thing and they were really, really, really doing that stuff, and I understand to a certain degree, I'm putting you through a table that still has to hurt. But if that was a hundred percent real, MMA wouldn't exist because we wouldn't sure. have needed it. Boxing would have taken care of the fist fighting. Wrestling would have taken care of everything else. MMA wouldn't have had a place. But the fact is, we we actually wanted to see guys get elbowed in the face and watch their head actually split open, and not from a razor blade, and but from an actual bad elbow. Bad I love watching guys get... I My favorite thing in the world to watch is John Jones cracking your... and Just your whole splitting oh, open. I, I love those. that. Really? I love that. I hate sliced skin. I have a phobia about skin slices. A paper cut. I'd rather get shot than 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 uh, get a paper cut. But I love that. It, it, it's it's the it, that's what I'm watching it for. There, there's the those uniforms. That's, there's those moments in in these fights that I I just find absolutely fascinating. I I, I it, it's the professionalism. It's the idea that Khabib. In the middle of the Gaethje fight, decided, nah, don't break his arm. His family's watching. I'll just choke him out. That's the kind of sport I want to be in, where a guy could be that good to have like a like that kind of thought. You ever wonder what Michael Jordan thought about during basketball games? Probably not basketball. I don't think that guy had to think about hoops. He he was worried thinking about McDonald's and Nike and stuff. You know what I mean? I, 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 professionals should be doing it professionally. And if you want to also do it, you can. But not at a professional level. It, it makes a mockery of what professionalism is. We live in a country already right, where people, doctors and scientists, what do they know? It's just their opinion. Because the eight uh, years of medical school and the 20 years of residencies, you don't know anything about that. You don't know anything about that. And you're like, I could just go in there and I could probably find a cure for get you Again. People say stuff and they don't know. And as long as we allow them to live in these this disillusionment, you, you, you don't have a better world. You don't have a better sport. Yeah. And it's frustrating. Like I said, I got friends that think they could tackle Gronk, that think they could score on Steph Curry and think they could hold Kyrie Irving to 20 points in the quarter. 
That's just not true. He like <laughs> in in the in the middle of Ronda Rousey mania. I'll never forget this. I was at ESPN and Rob Dibble on air said that he he thought Ronda could give him a fight, um, but that he would beat her. And I said, Rob, she would rip your arm off and then beat you to death with it. You are out of your mind. He's like, I'm 6'4", 270. I said, she will put you in an arm bar instantly and snap your arm off and then hand it to you. And what you are you talking him. about? You couldn't tell him. You would have had to show him. I can show you better than I can tell you. There's a scrub scraps gym right up the street. That's how that conversation should go. You can't tell because you can't tell him. That's how Scrub Scrap started. When I did the origin story, you can't tell him. It's like, hey, you know that 150-pound dude you're picking on will give you a fair one, and you won't be able to punch him because you're 290 and don't move around really well. That's exactly what happened. That's where it came from. You know, glove up. They're right there. It changes conversations. It Jim. doesn't go that same way. I'll beat any. You think if Canelo was standing right there with his wrist wrapped up, that conversation go the same way? Or does it happen on Twitter? I love Gary Owen. This dude's a, a comedian. And he's like, man, I almost got messed up the other day. Somebody jacked me up against the wall and how I got out of the fight. I stopped making eye contact and just agree with everything he said. He said, I'm going to mess you up. He said, I say, you probably will. He said, you act like you're scared. I said, nobody's acting here. And then I went home. I got on a plane. I flew home. I wasn't in the state of Michigan. I wasn't in the city of Detroit. I got home. I'm on my Twitter. I said, somebody almost got these hands last night. <laughs> I've been punched in the face by four people in my lifetime. One of those people is Joe Frazier. And I will never stand in front of a boxing champion and say, hey, Champ, you still got it because, I mean, I don't know why Joe Frazier punched me in the mouth. I don't know if it was reactionary or if if uh, he didn't like what I said, but yes. What? I, I told you that story. Joe Frazier punched me in the face. No. I was at a car dealership with Joe Frazier. We were doing a radio promotion. And um, they were like, hey, guys, and they, they start taking pictures. And so, you know, he's a fighter. He does the fight pose. And I'm standing there like an idiot. And I was like, oh, I and I put my hands up and I turned towards him. And I said, champ, still got it? Because that's what you do in those. Right. And he just took his left and he went boom. And he hit me right in my face. <laughs> like not like hard. Yes. My, I told my brother the story the other day, and he was like, yeah, he kind of like, uh, I go, no. It. I'm like, he, he like snapped his fist off into my face. <laughs> it, it really hurt. I mean, he, he wasn't, if he was playing around, like he's like that big, like, I don't know my own strength, that kind of guy. <laughs> uh, or, or he intentionally threw a left and caught me right here in my face. <laughs> I will never, wow. ever, ever, Jared, stand face to face with a heavyweight champion and say, you still got it because I, I, I know what's going to happen now. I'm not yeah. stupid. Yeah. Or I'll ask, I'll ask like this next time. So, uh, you still got it champ. I'm in the turtle <laughs> shell. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Not Listen, I'm curious personally. We started this show off talking about Anthony Smith and a, and a robber going into his house and Anthony Smith, you know, basically taking that guy the distance. That's a problem. You know, I, I, I mean, our, 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 Former wrestlers gonna just start showing up at, at MMA guys' houses now, look for fights. 
<laughs> I mean, what what's what's next? What's next is all I ask. Yeah. And, and Jared, I, I like what you're saying. The guys versus a lion is the answer to that. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say that, dude. I was just going to say that. But I, I like where you're going with this, Jared. You keep bringing up scrub scraps. And yeah, yeah it's a great idea. If two people, someone's talking crap to go figure it out, get organized and do it. But then when you have two guys who don't know what they're doing fighting on the same card as two of the greatest fighters of all time, and people are talking about a YouTuber, that's where the delusions start. That's where people, that's why he thinks people, these were two of the greatest fighters of all time, but they're talking about me. So maybe I can go fight Floyd Mayweather, who is also known as one of the greatest fighters of all time. Maybe I can go fight Canelo Alvarez. So you need to have them separated. Tyson yeah. didn't knock That's out his nice. opponent. I did. I guess I'm better than Tyson. Yeah, yeah. There's levels. Yeah, yeah. When we need them seriously defined for the layman's that follow the sport, for sure. All right. Now let's get into the preview of tonight's fights. Starting off with UFC middleweight matchup. Uh, number four ranked Jack Hermanson. Versus number 13 ranked Marvin Vittori. Jack Hermanson, I think, is another guy like Anthony Smith. Uh, he's he's a gatekeeper in the middleweight division. Maybe if you beat him, you can get at Adesanya, but probably not. Well, maybe now that Yo Romero's not there. But, uh, yeah, he's just a stepping stone to the top. And Marvin Vittori, good up-and-comer. He, he was... He was he was Adesanya's first fight in the UFC, and now he's come back after that loss, <laughs> getting in the top fifteen. Uh, Jared, how do you see this fight going? I like Hermanson. I think uh, to win. I'm not terribly invested in either one of these careers. I have to yeah. be honest; they're not. Uh, neither one of them does anything that really knocks my socks off um, personally. So. Yeah, I think Hermanson's. I think this is. I think I think they're well ranked. This is four versus thirteen. Uh, don't expect a lot of fireworks, but um, yeah, I like Jack. You know, it, this is an interesting situation because uh, Hermanson was supposed to fight uh, initially Darren Till, then it turned yeah. into Kevin Holland, and he was favored in both of those fights. Now that it's Marvin Vittori, uh, Jack finds himself the underdog going into this fight. Um, he's a, and I'll tell you what, uh, Armanson, I think is a, is a pretty decent fighter. 11 KOs, six submissions, four decisions. I like guys that, that can do it any, any which way, but how, uh, his last fight, he, uh, submitted, uh, Kevin Gastelum, but you know, also got knocked out last year by Jared Cannonier, got a knockout mm-hmm. loss to Thiago Santos. So he was doing like, well in those fights. He's one of those guys who I feel like he's right near like four. I feel like he's kind of peaking at this point. Um, meanwhile, the Italian dream, uh, Marvin Vittori is from Italy. And, and actually, uh, while he, when he first got an MMA, had to go to six different gyms to be able to get all of the things that he needed that's the kind of dedication 
uh, you're looking for from a fighter. Now, he's called the Italian Dream. He's got a unanimous decision over Cesar Ferreira in his last fight, which is notable because uh, he submitted uh, Hermanson when they fought. And Vittori's got a much better submission game. Nine of his 15 wins are chokeouts. His only other notable fight, by the way, if you guys, if you remember the name uh, Marvin Vittori, it's because he fought a three-round split decision with Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. Had that fight gone five, I, 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 hate, I have to say this, and I believe this 100%, uh, Vittori would have beaten Israel Adesanya. Watch the fight if you haven't. He did everything I've been saying every time the style. That, I, I, every time he fights, and I tell you what you need to do to beat him, Vittori did it. If the fight had been five rounds, not three, I swear to God, Vittori would have beat Adesanya, and we'd be having a different conversation about his new opponent. Um, it's it's It literally is one of those situations where that guy just ran out of time. I've never seen Israel Adesanya as dominated in a fight as I did against Marvin Vittori. And he's had some issues since there was a a drug suspension uh, in there for him. Um, He seems like he's got the ship rightened. This is a great fight for him. Um, Again, I think if you're Jack Kermanson, where are you going from here? It's the big boys at the top and you've already proven you really can't hang with those guys. So you want Vittori to win this fight because I think this guy is a guy that can make some noise He's a guy that'll that that could ultimately keep Adesanya in the division. I see a rematch with these two down the line, and I'll tell you what. And and this struck me when the fight ended. 29-28 Adesanya, 29-28 Vittori, 29-28 Adesanya, and I'll tell you what. The look on Vittori's face told me I know I won that fight. Hmm. He's a really good fighter. I'm not sure Hermanson is 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 good enough to be at that level. I think it's why he's not favored in this fight, and I don't think he's going to win it. Yeah, I, I like Vittori. He's a solid up-and-comer. I'm very interested to see him take this fight. I, I want him to be – I want him to get the win just to add some new blood into that middleweight division because I do want to see a rematch. But I don't know. Hermanson's tough. I'll go with Vittori because that's what I want, but – I think we will the see. smart money doesn't bet on this fight, to be honest. Yes. Yes, I like that. That's a good way to put it. But now let's move on to the big fight this weekend, the big boxing match, the welterweight battle between Danny Garcia and Earl Spence Jr. Earl Spence Jr. coming off a big win in his last fight, but he also got into a car accident. Um, luckily he's fully recovered from that. Jared, what do you, what do you expect from this fight? Oh man, I expect it to be a great fight. I expect it to go the distance. I don't think either one of them has shown me something that says they can beat the other. So I think the smart money here is the prop bet of going the distance. Um, and I want so badly to say Danny Garcia is going to upset Errol Spence. I really, really want to. It's like I'm 51-49 Errol Spence if I had to bet, but because of the odds, man, if I had to put a couple bucks on one or the other, I like Danny here. I think I mean whoo and draw. I know the numbers are good for a draw, too. That's 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 the type of fight I think you're gonna have. If you get 
anything past um, two or three points one way or the other. I'm going to be really surprised if this is a dominant victory for either guy or a knockout. I think it goes the distance and it's close. I think the subtitle of this week's episode should be gatekeeper. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I like Garcia. got some great wins. Amir Khan, Eric Morales, uh, a shop warden, Zab Judah lost to Keith, uh, uh to Keith Thurman. He lost to Sean Porter. Um, he did win his last two fights. So he, he's, he comes in here on a winning streak, but again, let's be honest. I, I, I think you're, you're talking about an elite fighter in a really good fighter and usually elite fighters win those. And, and when they don't, uh, we talk about it for the rest of time. Um, and that's sort of how I see this. I think Spence is just going to, I mean, Spence likes to go to the body. I think he's just going to, I think he's going to spend a, the, the first part of this fight beating Garcia's body. And so that you get into the later rounds and Garcia's hands start to dip. And then I think he's going to start teeing off on Garcia's face. I agree, Jared. I don't think Spence is going to knock him out. Um, you, maybe you get an 11th or 12th round stoppage because maybe he's just beating the daylights out of him. But I think it goes to distance. I think Spence wins a, a unanimous decision. He struggled a little bit with Porter. And uh, I think Danny's yeah. probably the fastest guy he's ever seen. If you can't beat sloppy guys like Porter, you're not beating Errol Spence. You're not beating Bud. You're not beating the – you're just not. And, and again, I love Danny Garcia. This is stylistic. I agree with you. All those guys should beat Danny Garcia. But if he can be one of them, it's Spence. Stylistically, this is a good matchup for Danny. Can I give you a statistic that's uh, uh, shocking? Uh, Garcia, when he's sustaining body work, his accuracy drops to 25%. Damn. That's that's shocking. That's a shocking number to hear. You start hitting that guy about the body, working him over, and Garcia becomes literally a quarter of the fighter he normally is. And I, I just think the way Spence fights, Spence loves teeing off on the body. Garcia, to me, this doesn't this doesn't bode well for Garcia at all. All his whole his whole fighting style has never really done it for me. I think he's a solid solid fighter, but I think he gets easily outclassed here, as most guys would in this situation. I agree with you, Joe. My brain is saying to go with Earl Spence, but my heart is vain, so I'm going to go with the man I share a last name with, my long lost cousin Danny Garcia, because <laughs> that's just how I pick fights. I have no problem with that. That's uh, Joe. He's always on stuff like that. And NFL, <laughs> he, he's, he's consistently better. I don't know how. He, he no, you know what it is. I love him because what he is, he's a passion picker. He'll, yep. but, and, and it throws you off because the Especially passion pick nose. is the passion. Yeah. yeah. The passion yeah. pick is always like, you're like, oh, dude, come on. All the other picks he generally makes are right, right in where you ex- would expect a good pick to be. So, mm. It's 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 the fact that Jace sometimes uh because he has love in his heart for certain yes. people and things uh where he again dude he's in second place in in the uh in our in our pickums and he would be in first if he hadn't picked the Giants in every single game this year knowing that he's even behind <laughs> the other guy by a couple of games he still picks the Giants yeah I do that too. I do it too. 
That's loyalty and passion. You got to respect that. Your heart, not your brain. You don't Sometimes. bet with that guy, though. Don't let that guy tell you how to bet. But you no. gotta, you got to respect it. I do have a friend of mine. He's serving in Kuwait in the Air Force. He sends me 10 bucks for my best college football picks. I give him the best ones I have. But then I do say, hey, this is a passion pick. Like this week with BYU, 10 points. I'm like, I- I'm. this is my heart right here. I- I'm not going to advise you to take this, but this is what I, I think <laughs> will happen because I'm-, I'm going with my heart at BYU. So I'll just let you know. Nobody take that bet. <laughs> Nobody do it. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a passion pick. He's being yeah. honest there. <laughs> sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, all right. And that will do it for previews of this week's fights. We're going to end the show like we always do. And Jared hit us with that flurry. I got three scrub scrap stories. Um, if we haven't spoken enough today about the levels in boxing, I want to cover it just one more time as it relates to scrub scraps, the beginners tier, and USA Boxing, the amateurs tier. Um, the first scrub scraps is a beginner's program, so it's intended to make safer, more available version for anybody to try boxing before becoming an amateur boxer. Story number one, easily one of the top five guys to ever fight at Scrub Scraps, six foot two, 200 pounds, seven and zero record. Um, when he came to the, to the USA boxing gym with me, uh, he lasted three rounds with the other guy. Uh, the first two rounds were close. I'd have given them to him, but only by a little bit. And he was my guy. I thought the other guy was a little bit stronger and he used his jab a little bit better. But he got rocked in the third round and hard. Um, and I jumped in, stopped it, gave him a minute to, to recover. He did end up finishing the round, but if he had scored it, he wouldn't have gotten any better than a draw. And uh, it was a little better than a standing eight count. <clears throat> um, story number two, six feet tall, 220 pounds, four, two, and one at Scrub Scraps, wildly athletic for his size. Um, seems to have a bum knee act up every time he tries to do something athletic though, brought him to the USA boxing gym and he didn't last a single round with the other guy. Um, I don't think it was 90 seconds. Um, both of those first two guys are currently two of my best, very best friends. Uh, story number three guys, five foot 11, 245 pounds. He was two, one and one at scrub scraps, a recovering addict, found a really safe, uh, space to, um, exercise some of his stuff at scrub scraps. He relapsed. His life fell apart after scrub scraps was shut down. Um, he's currently in prison, but when I brought him to the gym, he also, uh, didn't last a single round with the other kid at the USA boxing gym. So these are three of scrub scraps, very best fighters. Um, All of them full-grown men, uh, mid-20s to mid-30s, 200 pounds or better, six feet or better, uh, experienced boxing with me for years, practicing several times a week. And when I bought them to the gym and we paired them up against their most competitive partner at the USA Boxing Amateur Gym, all three sparring sessions needed to be stopped early because I feared for their safety. 
There's only one more part to this story. When I brought them to the gym, those three guys, it was all on the same day. And they all fought the same kid. A 15-year-old, 5'9", 185-pound kid who would go 0-5 as an amateur boxer over the next two years. 0-5, 15-year-old, the smallest and shortest of the bunch, and my best guys couldn't last a round. There are very, very strong levels to this. And that not only tells us why we need scrub scraps, but also that if we go too far toward entertaining people, that we're putting lives in danger, that there is real jeopardy and real danger, and, and we should fear that. When three, uh, when I run a beginner's tier, and three guys I've trained for years, three of my best heavyweights, come in and all lose in the same day to a 15-year-old that hadn't started his amateur boxing career but would lose his first five fights. There's a problem. We need to sew up those levels and make sure that people stay in their lane and don't get hurt. <clears throat> Thanks, guys. You're muted again. Thank you. There's levels to this game. There's gatekeepers. Entertainment versus the sport. We have a lot of themes going through this episode. Thank you for those stories, Jared. And thank you all for listening and watching Throwing Jabs. This is a brought to you by CMG by CMG Sports. This is a CMG Sports presentation. Make sure you go to clovercrestmedia.com to check out one of the 30 different podcasts. Not just sports. There's other stuff there too. Um, may, you can also. We talked a lot about WWE. Make sure you check out the Hard Hitting Wrestling Show where we had special guest Leo Rush, formerly of the WWE, on the show. So make sure you check that out if you are a wrestling fan. Thank you, Joe, and thank you, Jared, for joining me. Thank you, guys, all for watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe on YouTube. Enjoy the fights tonight, and we hope to see you next time. Take care.